This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala al mabruthi rahmatan lil alameen. نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد. We praise Allah subhanahu wa taala and we ask Him to accept these words of praise. We praise Allah subhanahu wa taala and we send complete blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his entire household, all his companions, all those who have struggled through the years to preserve the deen and convey it in a way that today it has got to us. May Allah bless them and bless every one of us. And may He bless our family members, our offspring, those to come up to the last day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And may He grant us peace and contentment. Brothers and sisters in Islam, yesterday we read Surah Al-Nisa. We today moved on to Surah Al-Ma'idah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us the recitation. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless every one of us. We all know that sometimes we get happy and excited when news comes to us of something important. But sometimes the way we handle the news that came to us actually results in our destruction. Not everyone will be happy when you are happy. Not everyone will be sad when you are sad. When you have a piece of information that is specified or that is specially for you or that requires a lot of in-depth and understanding before it is relayed to others, then pause for a moment. And don't just mention it to anyone and everyone. Not everything is for publicizing. Because sometimes we are leading peaceful lives and then we make a slip up. We have something that happened to us so good and we relate it. We have a plan in our minds. We have something that we would like to achieve or we've just achieved. And we say it to someone and perhaps that person, the devil creeps into their heart and they look at it with the wrong eye. They spoil everything for us. They block our path. They close our roads. And perhaps it will result in our failure and the snatching away of our peace. So for this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes some of the hypocrites who had very bad habits and qualities. Whenever there was news of security or news of war, something of peace or something of fear, they would go out and announce it to everyone. You know, we've got this problem. You know, this is what has happened. You know, that's what has occurred and so on. So what would happen is it would result in a negative impact on the Muslimin. So Allah says, that's a sign of hypocrisy. Don't just broadcast everything that comes to you. Not everything is consumable by the public in terms of advice or in terms of the news that you are giving them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Listen to verse number 83 of Surah An-Nisa. وَإِذَا جَاءَهُمْ أَمْرٌ مِّنَ الْأَمْنِ أَوِ الْخَوْفِ أَذَاعُوا بِهِ وَلَوْ رَدُّوا إِلَى الرَّسُولِ وَإِلَىٰ أُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْهُمْ لَعَلِمَهُ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَنْبِطُونَهُ مِنْهُمْ Beautiful verse. Allah says, those people, obviously referring to the hypocrites, but we have a lesson to learn from it. Whenever there is news of any safety or security, a matter of security, a matter of fear, they are quick to publicize it, to broadcast it, to announce it. But 
had they referred it to the messenger or to those in authority from amongst them, they would have understood how to deal with that piece of information. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. People sometimes get excited. And out of that excitement, they spoil things for themselves. And this is why there is a narration, although some of the scholars have spoken regarding the correctness of this uh, narration, but it is a powerful one. Where the Prophet has said, Seek assistance to complete or to achieve what you would like to by being secretive about it. Sometimes you must be secretive when you want to achieve something. When it's achieved, everyone can see, wow, something big is achieved. But if you are harping and opening your mouth to everyone, they will block it. They will be from amongst those who hear the news, people who don't like you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and may He grant us a lesson. The reason why we made mention of this, it's part of our own peace to keep things within yourself. Don't be a loud mouth. Learn to keep some news and information. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us and He says, if you are not going to obey our instructions, we can do away with you. Allahu Akbar. We can do away with you and replace you with others. Neither will you have peace in this world nor in the hereafter. If you'd like peace in this world and in the hereafter, obey my commands, Allah is saying. So listen to what Allah says, Surah An-Nisa, verse number 133. Allah says, And if He wills, He can do away with you, O mankind, and replace you with others. Imagine how Allah is expressing His power and the fact that He is able to exchange or change us, swap us and bring in other people who are more faithful, who are believers to, the, to a better degree than us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And for this reason, verse number 54 of the next surah, which is surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us in an even more stern way. And He says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ Amazing verse. Oh you who believe, if you are going to turn away from your faith, if you are going to turn away from your religion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace you with others who will love Him and whom He will love. May Allah make us from those whom He loves and may He make us love Him. And may Allah grant us peace and may Allah grant us tranquility. And this is why hypocrisy is something we need to protect ourselves from. Where we say, I'm a Muslim. But like I always say, our deeds are in one valley and our statements are in another valley. And when this is the case, we lose our own credentials. We lose our identity. We are false people. We lose our peace and serenity. Our contentment is gone because who we are inside is very different from who we are outside. May Allah protect us. So Allah says, the signs of the hypocrites, verse number 142 of Surah An-Nisa. Allah says, <laughs> The hypocrites, they seek to deceive Allah. Can anyone deceive Allah? Can anyone deceive Allah? So Allah says, the hypocrites seek to deceive Allah, but they don't realize they themselves are actually deceived. وَإِذَا قَامُوا 
One of the signs is when they get up for prayer to Allah, they get up lazily. They are very lazy. They don't want to get up. They are just standing for the sake of it. May Allah grant us the ability to read salah because we want to and not just because we have to. Very big difference between the two. There is a stage when we read it because we have to. But there is a higher stage when we read it because we want to. May Allah grant us that level. Amen. This is why we need to enjoy the taraweeh. We need to enjoy, mashallah. And Allah will bless us. When we come with the right intention, wallahi, we will feel so spiritual that no matter how long the imam takes, it's got nothing to do with us. You notice I don't come with a watch. Not at all. We don't need to know what the time is. The fact that we've achieved is far more important than the clock. The last time I was in Mitchell's plane, we spoke about Abdul clock, if you recall. Where a person claims to be Abdullah, but every little while, even in Salah, do you know what happens? As the man is reading Salah, he's busy looking at his clock and he's doing this. Shakes his head, looking. What is that? It happens. Wallahi. May Allah protect us. May He make us truly the worshippers of Allah. So Allah says, the hypocrites only like to show off, but they don't really remember Allah. They don't engage in that dhikr of Allah. They are not conscious of Allah except very little, but they like to show off. May Allah protect us. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after that, the hypocrites shall be upon the lowest level of the fire. Why the lowest? Because when it comes to fire, the hottest part of the fire is at the bottom. So this is why the lowest hypocrites are the worst of the lot. May Allah protect us. And Allah says, if you really want to turn, there is a way out. So verse number 146, Allah says, There is an exception of those who make tawbah. Those who repent to Allah. Wa aslahu. And then they do good. They do good deeds. And those who do good deeds. Allahu Akbar. The way Allah makes mention of it, those who do good deeds, those who continue in their goodness and purify themselves and so on, Allah says they are the exception. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And this is why the last verse of that juz, the fifth part of the Quran, the last verse, which is verse number 147 of Surah An-Nisa. Do you know what Allah says? It is something that really brings about peace and comfort to the heart. Allah says, مَا يَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ بِعَذَابِكُمْ إِن شَكَرْتُمْ وَآمَنْتُمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ شَاكِرًا عَلِيمًا what is Allah going to achieve by punishing you if you are going to be thankful and you are going to believe? Allah will achieve nothing by punishing you. Indeed, Allah Himself is ever thankful. Imagine, Allah thanks you and Allah thanks me. He appreciates. He is waiting for my tawbah. He gets happy. I turn to Him and ask Him, Ya Allah, forgive me. He gets so delighted. Allahu Akbar. This is in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where Allah becomes so happy when His slave turns to him. Does he really need us? The answer is no. Here he is saying, what am I going to achieve by punishing you? All I'm asking you to do is to be thankful and to believe. And if that's the case, you will find me as well being a person all knowing, or should I say, sorry, being a deity that is all knowing 
and at the same time thankful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter makes very very clear. In fact verses before that but I delayed it to bring it, to cluster it into a little topic where the importance of following Allah and His Messenger are made mention of. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولَ وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ Verse number 59 of Surah An-Nisa. Allah says, O you who believe, follow Allah and follow His Messenger and follow those in authority above you. And when there is a dispute between you and those in authority above you, then return the ruling to Allah and His Messenger. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and grant us goodness. Today, we have a group of people who say, follow Allah, and as for the Messenger, his statements are not valid. Astaghfirullah. Do you know that they are Qur'aniyun? They say we only follow the Qur'an. The rest of it is, by the way, the Messenger and the Hadith is all full of error and so on. Astaghfirullah. Remember, Allah says here, verse number 80, مَن يُطِعِ الرَّسُولَ فَقَدْ أَطَاعَ اللَّهِ Whosoever follows the messenger, he has indeed followed Allah. Imagine, as clear as that. So even if people claim that we only want to follow the Qur'an, that Qur'an will lead them to following the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Here is a statement. You want to hear another one? Allah says, verse number 115 of the same surah, وَمَن يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولَ مِن بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعْ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُصْلِهِ جَهَنَّمَ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا Whoever disputes the ruling of the messenger, whoever opposes the messenger, صلى الله عليه وسلم, after the guidance has come to him, and he follows a path other than that of the believers, then we do what is known in the Qur'an as نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى We return to him what he has earned in terms of evil, which means he will pay for that. And another meaning of it, some of the Mufassireen say that means we beautify the evil for him so he looks at it as good. And we make ugly for him the good so he looks at it as evil. Basically his mind and his spirituality is knocked out totally. Why? Because he wants to argue with the messenger's rulings. He wants to argue and debate and oppose Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If that's the case, he has not understood why the messenger was sent sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was sent so that we can follow his example. We can emulate. We have a, a brilliant example, the perfect example to follow. We will never attain perfection, but we will at least be walking in that direction and we will be able to get somewhere. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Let us never underestimate the value of the best of creation, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was sent to us in order for us to follow. And as a result, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be achieving His intercession on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah grant that to us. My brothers and sisters, something very, very serious. Allah says, verse number 65, similar verse. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ Nay, I swear by your Rabb. لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ They are not considered true believers. Until what? حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ Until they consider your ruling, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in their disputes as the final ruling. That's when they are true believers. 
You have a dispute amongst yourselves. We are not true believers until we say whatever Allah and His Rasul has said is the final decision. That's the only time we are true believers. And the verse says, if we are going to surrender, there is a type of surrendering that Allah requires from us. ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتَ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا What type of surrendering to the Sharia should there be? It should be such that there is no feeling of any form of loss in the heart. There should be no narrowing of the heart when it comes to adopting the ruling whether it is for you or against you. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 60, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ يَزْعُمُونَ أَنَّهُمْ آمَنُوا بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ يُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يَتَحَاكَمُوا إِلَى الطَّاغُوتِ وَقَدْ أُمِرُوا أَنْ يَكْفُرُوا بِهِ وَيُرِيدُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَنْ يُضِلَّهُمْ ضَلَالًا بَعِيدًا Do you see those who claim to be following what has been revealed to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and what was revealed before you? Do you see those who claim to be believers? Then they want to go to the courts or to the law besides the law of Allah in order to resolve their disputes and still claim to be believers? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allah says, the next verse, وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ تَعَالَوْا إِلَى مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ وَإِلَى الرَّسُولِ Such hypocrites, when it is told to them that come to the ruling of Allah and His Messenger, do you know what happens? رَأَيْتَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ يَصُدُّونَ عَنْكَ صُدُودًا You see the hypocrites running away from you. They go away, they don't want. But in another place in the Quran, Allah says, if they were earning more through the Sharia, they would run to the Sharia. So they are basically looking at which law is it that will give us more. If that's the case, your peace is snatched away. Like we always say, you pay for it. That's why we are talking here about the pearls of peace. When you want peace, there is only one way. Surrender to Allah and His Rasul, you achieve ultimate peace. Even if it means today you might have lost something, that loss is in actual fact a very great prophet because you will be earning the rewards of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine, amazing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those whom whenever we have a dispute, we surrender to the ruling of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. May Allah bless us. And this is why Allah says in verse number 3 of Surah Al-Ma'idah, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا On this day, I have perfected your faith, your religion. أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ Your deen is completed. It's total. No addition, no subtraction. الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي My gift upon you is complete and I have approved Islam as your religion to be followed. Do you know what the Jewish people of Medina Munawwara said at the time this verse was revealed? They said, Wallahi, if this verse was revealed to us as Jewish people, we would have declared this a day of celebration. Imagine, why? Because Allah is telling you, my gift to you is complete today. One of the last few verses to be revealed. And Allah says, my gift to you is complete today. And this, the deen, I have approved it. I am happy that you follow exactly what I have revealed up to the end of time. The validity of the sharia is right up to the last moment. Allahu Akbar. Nobody can delete that or debate it or even substitute it. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. What a great gift we have. My brothers and sisters, let's understand. The first verse of Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah tells us to obey. Not only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but whatever we have, whatever we have promised, we need to fulfill. What is entrusted to us, we need to make sure we fulfill that trust. And the contracts that we have engaged in, fulfill them to the T, if you're a true believer. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, awfu bil'uqood, awyuhu believe. Fulfill your contracts. Fulfill your promises. We suffer sometimes lack of peace because we don't fulfill our promises. So we start a trend. Nobody fulfills their promises. Someone tells you, brother, I'll be here at 9 o'clock. Half past 9, you're still waiting for them. A true believer, 5 minutes to 9, he's waiting for you. Let's ask ourselves, aren't we guilty, my brothers and sisters, myself included? We all have a little problem where we give our word and we make it cheap. If you're a true believer, believe me, you give your word, you never make it cheap. You consider it so valid that that same word will result in our entry into paradise. Happiness, contentment, you have a good reputation. You become an example that people emulate and follow. And you get a reward without you knowing of people following your example. May Allah bless us and grant us goodness. And this is why Allah says, you want to cooperate with one another. Remember, do not cooperate with one another when it comes to evil and sin. When it comes to enmity, don't help one another. If you help one another regarding enmity and sin and evil, you will achieve the sin of every single one of you who is in cooperation. But Allah says, you want to really cooperate? Cooperate in terms of goodness and in terms of that which will achieve the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Listen, verse number 2 of Surah Al-Qaeda. وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَلَا تَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Cooperate with one another when it comes to goodness and piety and do not cooperate with one another when it comes to evil and enmity and be conscious of Allah. This is how we achieve peace. Sometimes we support a person in evil because he's my family member. So he was wrong. When he's wrong, I just side with him because that's my brother. How could I ever not have sided with him? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in verse number 8 of the same surah, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kunu qawwameena lillahi shuhadaa bilqistu. O you who believe, stand firm for the sake of Allah, bearing witness for justice. Whether in, in one verse Allah says, whether it is against you or your family, parents, no matter who, your relatives, Allah says, whether they are wealthy or poor, Allah comes first. Who, who comes first, your father or Allah? Allah. Who comes first, your son or Allah? Allah. Allah comes before myself also. Allahu Akbar. We know that Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I love you more than everyone. But myself, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, No, until you love me even more than that. Immediately he said, Okay, I love you even more than that. Allahu Akbar. More than myself. You come first. La yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min waladihi wa walidihi wa nasi ajma'in. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, None of you can call yourselves true believers until I am more loved to you than your child and your parent and every single person in existence. May Allah bless us. May Allah grant us goodness. Brothers and sisters, we want happiness. 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent to us in order to confirm the message sent to Jesus, may peace be upon him. To confirm the message sent to Moses, may peace be upon him. And all the previous messengers and to come with the completion of this entire deen. And this is why we have so much similarity between Islam, Christianity, Judaism and so on. And if we are to study it deeply, we will notice the discrepancies as well. And we will even come to realize what is right and what is wrong. May Allah bless us and may He guide humanity at large towards that which is good. So my brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, regarding something that brings about a lot of comfort and peace, we have a gift. What is a gift of this ummah? One of the gifts is salah. Salah is the five daily prayers. It was given as a gift to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the occasion of Mi'raj. I'm sure you are aware of that. It was given as a gift. So do not consider it a burden. And at the same time, in order to qualify to stand in front of Allah, myself and yourselves, we need to be upon a certain level of purity. That is known as wudu. And that wudu is a gift of Allah which attains and achieves a lot of inner peace and outer peace. So much so, that every time you wash your organs in order to fulfill that ablution, you would have with the droplets of water that are dropping off, your sins also going, according to Muhammad wasallam. Imagine. So why should we rush through wudu? Why should we be lazy to make wudu? Look at Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu. Every time he made wudu, he would offer two raka'at of prayer. And that is one of the reasons why his footsteps were heard in paradise. Subhanallah. What peace, what comfort, what contentment through wudu. So Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُمْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَاغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى الْمَرَافِقَ And Allah describes wudu, O you who believe, when you would like to fulfill your salah, first you wash your face and you wash your hands and arms and so on. And wudu is described in this beautiful verse number 6 of Surah Al-Ma'idah. My brothers and sisters, do you know the amount of inner and outer peace that is achieved through fulfilling this ablution of prayer? So much so that even the devil stays away from us. Shaytan stays further away from the one who is in the condition of wudu. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand how high that level of purity is. And may he make us pure, may he purify our hearts. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of something powerful. Today, we have a problem. When I don't like someone, I don't mind what happens to him. When I hate a person, astaghfirullah, when I dislike a nation for example, I may start saying things that are untrue. You know, today there is a lot of hatred that is being bounced around the members of the ummah of Muhammad Don't be caught in that web. It is a dangerous web with a venomous spider that would actually result in the infiltration into your heart. And when that happens, may Allah bless us, you begin to hate people who share the same shahada with you. So today people don't like the Arabs. Because why? They are like this. And they don't like the Pakistanis. Why? Because they are like this. And they don't like the Indians because they talk like this. And so on. May Allah protect us. All this is absolute nonsense. We need to learn to love one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says there is no virtue of any color or race over another. Besides with taqwa. When you are conscious of Allah, Allah is the one. Allahu Akbar. So what? This hatred that is being bounced around is being bounced by the devil into our hearts. And this is why Allah says, even if there is a legitimate reason for you to dislike someone because they have wronged you, do not be unjust. And 
اعدلوا هو اقرب للتقوى الله اكبر do not let your dislike for a people lead you to be unjust with them be just for indeed it is closer to piety verse number 8 of surah al-maida today what happens on the globe one man harms another man so you find some muslim saying go and harm that whole kind is that fair imagine if one of the muslims happened to commit a crime in some country of the globe against someone who's not a muslim and the non muslim decides anyone who's a muslim is a target would it be fair totally unfair when you are unjust and when you over penalize people just because you dislike them it results in greater hatred greater wars greater disunity and rife and it snatches away every form of peace may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a lesson let's move further today people pick on the sharia and what do they say sharia oh if it was implemented here in south africa everybody would be having one arm have you ever heard that if the sharia was implemented here in africa everybody would be moving around without their right wrist or arm or hand why because the minute someone says sharia people think of a stone and people think of cutting off the hand those are the only two things that come to mind why their minds are shallow they know nothing when allah says and this is why we say we are talking of pearls of peace you will only achieve peace if you penalize the criminal accordingly listen carefully when you do not penalize a criminal you will encourage and promote criminal behavior this is why any country any country of the globe first world second world third world or whatever countries you want to call them if they have a high crime rate it is because their law supports the criminals their law defends the criminals that's the reason that is why they have a lot of criminal behavior so allah says when a punishment is being meted out against a criminal whose criminality has beyond any doubt then remember it should act as a deterrent for those who have not yet committed the crime so listen to the verse wasariqu wasariqatu faqata'u aydiyahuma jazaa'an bima kasaba nakalan min allahi wallahu azizun hakim verse number 38 of surah al-maida the thief male or female their hands should be amputated right hand amputated under some strict conditions so not just anyone who stole and cut his hand no you know the laws or the courts of law today they will tell you we have found this man guilty beyond the reasonable doubt so we will detain him and we will penalize him the sharia says that word beyond reasonable doubt is inapplicable when it comes to meeting out the law of the sharia and the limit of it So you need to say beyond any doubt whatsoever that's what we say Allahu akbar look at the difference there is a huge difference between the two so when you have for example someone who has stolen you need to ask yourself the law of islam looks into what did he steal what is its value is it more than a certain amount where did he steal it from was it in a place considered secure for that particular item and so on is there any form of shubha which means is there any form of doubt in the fact that this might have been his in any way and is the man sane is he okay have there been two brilliant muslims who have witnessed with their eyes what exactly happened if all these conditions are met and even more conditions then only the right arm or the right hand is amputated from the rest Do you know how many times this happens on the globe? Very very few. Very few times because 
If a person has not been found guilty upon that highest level, they may be penalized, but in a lesser way. This is the Sharia. So nobody must think it's barbaric. Nothing barbaric. Believe me, when the Sharia is implemented, crime rate goes down. Completely down. The rapes go down. May Allah protect our women and our men. And the robberies go down and everything goes down. So this is why when we look at this verse of Allah, Allah says, Jaza'am bima kasaba. One is, it is meted out to them as a recompense for what they have engaged in and the stealing. And number two, nakalam min Allah. As a deterrent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beautiful. So it's a deterrent. You need to make an example of a few so that the rest of those in whose hands or in whose minds criminality is perhaps tethering or it's perhaps, you know, being bounced around in their minds, they will immediately look and say, hey, I don't want this to happen to me. Not at all. Not even in the least. Because they know that if I do this, I'm going to be dealt with in a very harsh way. Whereas, when there is a criminal who's stolen millions and he gets away with it, what does he, what does he do? It encourages others to say, if he got away with it, I'm sure I could. We can become recalled. And this is why we have so much in terms of criminal behavior. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Then Allah tells us regarding food. Eat that which is halal. Eat from that which Allah has provided you on condition that it is halal. Eat that which is halal that is provided to you by Allah, that which is pure. And after that verse, the next verse, verse number 90 of Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah speaks to us about things that are dirty. He uses the word rijis. You know, rijis actually means dirty, abomination, the handiwork of the devil. What is it? The first thing. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu innama al-khamru wal-maysil wal-ansabu wal-azlamu rijis min amali shaytan fajitanibuhu la'allakum tuflihun You want to achieve success, O you who believe. You should know that intoxicants, as well as gambling of all its forms, sacrificing upon the stone altars in the pagan way, as well as gambling with the arrows in the way that used to happen in the pagan time. So all forms of gambling and all forms of intoxicants. Allah says, these are dirty from the handiwork of the devil. So stay very far away from them if you would like to succeed. My brothers and sisters, we have a drug problem across the globe. And this drug problem knows no age, no race. It knows no lines, no barriers. Anyone's child or even an adult can be affected. May Allah protect us. Believe me, quit your habit tonight. You will achieve a lot of peace. How many homes are suffering because dad is busy drinking? We used to say drinking like a fish, but fish can drink without drowning. Allah protect us. With us, it's no longer like that. What happens? You drink and they say, well, I'm just a social drinker. You heard that one? A social drinker, you know? You, aren't you on the social networks? Well, I'm a social drinker. The two have got nothing to do with each other. Social or non-social. مَا أَسْكَرَ كَثِيرُهُ فَقَلِيلُهُ حَرَامُ That which a lot of it makes you intoxicated, one small droplet of it is also prohibited. Remember this. And what happens? We pay. We pay in so many different ways. Our peace is snatched away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. And this is why beautifully put, verse number 100 of Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah says, قُلْ Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell them, 
لا يستوي الخبيث والطيب ولو أعجبك كثرة الخبيث The evil and the good, the two of them are never equal even if you are amused by the amount of evil around you. Today, how much evil is going on? Bad will remain bad even if the whole world is engaged in it. And good will remain good if everybody is engaging in it. Remember that. This is what is being mentioned here. So even if the whole world is drinking and they're on drugs and they think that weed, weed is okay, we only believe in tajweed. You need to remember that. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. May He grant us goodness. Like they say, and I've heard this from one of my friends and colleagues, he says, you know, the only weed and beer that Muslims are allowed to have, tajweed and takbir. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and grant us goodness. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we are going to end with this verse, number 105. O you who believe, be worried about yourselves. Be worried about yourselves. Those who are astray will not be to harm you if you yourselves are rightly guided. So make it your business to go and look for the guidance and to follow it and you won't be harmed. May Allah bless us all, grant us contentment and happiness and may He help us tread upon these pearls of peace and appreciate them until we meet again.